Hello, and welcome to Labors in the Harvest with Kevin Folger. This podcast is a weekly conversation about the gospel and the work that God is doing through those who labor for him. Kevin Folger, your host, is a man with over four decades of ministry experience. For 41 years, he served on the pastoral staff of Cleveland Baptist Church in Cleveland, Ohio. He currently serves as a North America Director of Spiritual Leadership Asia, a ministry that assists those endeavoring to preach the gospel and plant Baptist churches in the 1040 window with a particular focus on Asia. Now here's Kevin with this week's Labors in the Harvest podcast. Kevin Folger, this is Labors in the Harvest podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. And uh, today, again, it's my privilege and honor to have James and Rebecca Maletti with me in the studio. And we're going to con- uh, conclude our, our time with them today. Uh, in our last two episodes, we've been visiting with them about God's work in their life. And uh, so uh, as we concluded last week, uh, James was sharing with us about the selling of their a music venue here in the greater Cleveland area as God had worked in their life uh, to bring them to the point realizing they needed to sell. So James, let's pick up our conversation at that point. So you guys, um, you, you found a buyer, correct? Yeah, we, we we couldn't sell the place for a year. We we literally put everything we had in the faith of God and uh, let him direct the, the process and everything that happened. And he, it got sold in like a week after that decision. And uh, so then we had to figure out now what yeah and that was our livelihood yeah. now what are we going to do okay. and um w- w- almost immediately we started coming to this church so let's talk a little bit about that because um i still remember <laughs> you guys coming for the very first time because <laughs> you, you you know you had long hair you know and it was just kind of um, was an anomaly in a, in a sense so what uh, uh, as I recall, it was there was something on our property that kind of was the initial thing. So yeah, talk about we that. Uh, were driving by and we saw that the Cleveland Baptist Church was having a garage sale, and uh, we pulled over for the garage sale and we went through some stuff in the garage sale, and then we said, "Well, while we're here, why don't we go in the church? Door was open. Why don't we go into the church and look around?" And uh, it was a beautiful facility, and we were just sitting there in the very back pew to kind of taking it all in. And we weren't there for five minutes before this old guy comes running up to us and starts witnessing like crazy to us. And it turned out to be Bruce Witzke, yeah. and uh, we didn't know him at the time, but he was, I mean, laying it on, and he was witnessing. And I think, man, this is pretty good. We were already saved, yeah. but we, I thought this was great. This yeah. is tremendous. This yeah. is what a church should do. Then we started coming to services, uh, and 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 you were preaching and must have seen us in the mm-hmm. in the in the pews. And after one of the services, we went to Cracker Barrel for dinner, which is just down the street from just our down church. the street. Uh, and you must have been there with a missionary, uh, or somebody uh, was in town. You mm-hmm. were you were dining them and taking them out to Cracker Barrel after the service. And again, as you point out, we're fairly recognizable. My wife had very blonde hair at the time. I had this long hair, so you you must have recognized this. And when we were leaving the Cracker Barrel restaurant. I'm saying this as an exaggeration, but it's almost figuratively, literally true. You were throwing chairs out of the way, <laughs> leaping over tables to get to us before we exited the place, and said, hey, I saw you at the service today. Wham, slapped a handshake on us, and in the hand was a track that was almost like a waiter getting a better table. <laughs> and uh, you gave me a track to say, hey, really appreciate you coming to the service, and you know, hope to see you, and, and introduce yourself a little yeah. bit. And that's the first time we yeah. talked. Yeah. And... Uh, 
I thought, I said, man, this church is great. This is what a church should do. I mean, take the gospel to the people, make it, it's just fabulous. Yeah. So uh, we started coming, I mean, literally to every single service ever yeah. since. Well, it was, uh, I still remember that moment, but uh, I, I wanted to just go back because our church doesn't really, I mean, we did have a garage sale, but it really was for our Christian school. Every year they uh, did a fundraiser, and uh, so the fundraiser was people bring all their, their I call it stuff, but maybe junk is better, <laughs> or they clean out their house, you know, and they brought all this stuff in, and then we'd have this huge garage sale, and I mean, we'd have it for a couple days, and, and everybody and their brother would come on the property, but it's a great opportunity. Opportunity, great witnessing opportunity, and just like it was mentioned, uh, it was something that God used in your lives. And, and I'm the kind of guy, again, I, I, good or bad, it's just I'm driven. And so if I see something needs to ha- happen, if I got to climb over, you know, glass to do it, I'm not going to do it. You, you know, did. so uh, that. But it made an impression. Yeah. A big it impression. sure did. Yeah. So that's the way it should be. Yeah. I mean, we're supposed to be bold as lions. Yeah. It's great. Okay. So you guys started coming, and uh, then you went through some discipleship. Is that correct? Uh, well, we went to uh, Brother Beaver's... Um, basic Bible Doctrine basic class. Basic Bible Doctrine's class, and, and, and took all those classes, and then... Um, and then you hadn't been baptized at that point. No, we were baptized we were at that point. Okay. We couldn't get baptized at um, North Coast Baptist Church because we owned a liquor license. Uh-huh. That's a whole mm-hmm. other... Yeah. Not, that's a whole other yeah. thing. Yeah. But... Um, uh, we started coming here, and we took the, the discipleship classes for new members and new converts and um, ended up enrolling. Actually, it's a funny story about enrolling in HBI, too, but Heritage Baptist Institute is a school that, uh, an institute that is a four-year kind of a college mm-hmm. that um, is operated out of Cleveland Baptist Church, and we enrolled in that. And you just want to take a couple classes. <laughs> I want to say one class. We, there, we did. We signed up for one class. Pastor Pete, your son, was teaching a homiletics class. And I said, man, this is a... I mean, the, pre, the, the, the pastor's son, who's a preacher himself, teaching how to preach. How can you not take that class? So we, the day before, realized that this was happening. And so I scrambled around and signed up for that mm-hmm. one class. And it turned out that there was, so we took that one class, and Rebecca took the female whatever class Uh, that they would have, and then there turns out to be homiletics two. mm -hmm. So, oh, well, now I guess i got to take homiletics two, and while we're here, why don't we just take everything else? So we just kind of backed into Heritage Baptist Institute, and we took, ended up taking all the classes for four years. Yeah. And it was life-changing, yeah. literally life-changing. I can't even recommend it enough. Mm-hmm. I can't understand how everybody wouldn't take it, even if you're just going to not be in the ministry. Okay. But, I mean, you're going to learn so much from people that are doing it every day. It's so important. Okay. Um, as I recall, too, there was a, was it at the end of, like, uh, the bi- basic Bible doctrine, when you cut your hair? Was that the? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was before. I, I, I don't think I would have been allowed into Heritage Baptist oh. No, no, no. I'm talking about when you graduate from the uh, the basic Bible doctrine oh, class. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brother Jack Beaver's class. Jack Beaver came yeah. up very uh, <laughs> sheepishly. sheepishly. That's a good way to put it. Very sheepishly. He said, hey, brother. Hey, brother, have you ever seen um, where it says that even it doesn't nature itself? proclaim that it's a shame to have long hair for a man. I said, yeah, I've seen it. I said, well, what do you think about that? And real sheepish. <laughs> <laughs> well, and concerned. Yeah. Well, you don't know this, but maybe you do now, but we uh, we actually had, had a conversation in a staff meeting about, okay, James and Rebecca are coming along. Uh, we do we want to see them continue, but probably somebody should talk to him about getting his hair cut. <laughs> he did. He said, I've been working with him. He said, I think I'd be the guy to do that. That's funny. Well, he was really sheepish about it. And I said, yeah, I'm aware of it. And he said, well, what do you think? 
So I guess I better consider it. And you know what we did, Pastor? We went to the Cleveland Museum of Art. I said I want to I want to have long hair because it looks we go out on yeah. the street all the time and we witness and we hand out tracks yeah. and stuff and people kept saying you look like Jesus and uh-huh. I liked that yeah. I thought that was cool yeah. so I said I will like it just because that's what Jesus had and he said I don't think that's what Jesus had and I said well, I'll, I'll go see so we went to the Cleveland Museum of Art and looked around at the statues of the old Jew they didn't have any you know you're not going to get an accurate right, representation right, right. but you can see what the 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 history of that time period in the Jewish culture mm-hmm. was, and they had a short, curly hair. Yeah. None of them had long hair, so right. that's that seals yeah. the deal. Yeah. So I cut it right off. Well, I think most people get the idea that Jesus uh, was a Naz- had the Nazarite vow, but he was from Nazarene. He was from Nazareth, so he was Jesus uh, the Nazarene. So they immediately think that, okay, he had that long hair, you know, like John John the Baptist perhaps had long longer hair. Uh, because he had a Nazarite vow, or had you know, from his womb, was filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb. So anyway, I anyway, it doesn't matter. But it was it was amazing that you just almost like you could just see this natural progression in your growth as you were coming here. Well, I remember when I cut it the very next day when I came to church, I came up to you uh-huh. and you didn't recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are the kinds of shocking moments we like in the ministry <laughs> when God is working in people's lives. So then you're in the Bible Institute. You guys were very involved in the ministry at every service. And, uh, you know, I, I, I recall that you and I, we had these conversations and you, you want say, man, I'm, I'm older. I got to get out. And I said, James, just work your way through the program, right? Yeah, I didn't want to actually stay for all four years. I wanted to get going. I, first of all, there was a one-year Bible certificate. Yeah. And I remember coming to you and saying, Pastor, I'm just going to get this one-year Bible certificate, and then I'm ready to go. Yeah. And you said, just hold on. <laughs> and then it used to be, a, there's still an opportunity for a three-year degree, yeah, yeah. and there used to be only a three-year yeah. degree. And I said, that's great. I'll just get the three-year degree. And then that came, and I said, Pastor, I've got this three-year degree. I'm ready to go. Uh, and you said, just hold on. Yeah. Get four. You said, I counsel you right now to get the four-year degree. I said, ugh. <laughs> All right, let's do that. Yeah. And so then I got, we, both of us, mm-hmm. Rebecca too, mm-hmm. we got our four-year degrees, took yeah. all the classes, yeah. and, and, yeah. And, and now we're planting River Westlake Baptist yeah. Church. Yeah. So, you know, the, the yeah. <laughs> I go back to the 1970s when I was in college, you know, and of course we're all chopping at the bit. Jesus is coming. We're all going to, you know, we got to get out there and get this work done. And, and I get that. That's That's important. But we can't short circuit the the process either to get us to a point of maturity. You well, know, I was scared, and I'm still kind of scared because I'm old. I'm 55, mm-hmm. and that's a, I mean, a lot of people retire at 55, yeah. and I'm just getting started in yeah. a new chapter yeah. of life. Yeah. And you, you know, you were getting started in a new chapter of life at 60. Yeah. So I yeah. guess it yeah. uh, no, it certainly right. can happen. And yeah. we're supposed to. Well, I don't see anywhere in the Bible where we're supposed to retire. We're supposed to persevere right. and keep going. Well, as we're uh, kind of getting things wrapped up here today, what uh, give us a couple of prayer requests. What, is, what are some things folks can pray with you about as far as this new church plan is concerned? Oh, well, God is building his church. Like, hey, we've had a surprising success, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been doing a little bit of everything. So your first service, what did you have, 30? 31 people 31. were at the first service. And there was only like six from our church, is that correct? Yeah, that's absolutely so. right. We haven't been cultivating people from Cleveland right. Baptist Church. The idea, I think, is to get people that aren't going to church, mm-hmm. not just transfer them from church to church. Right, right. So we haven't been trying that at all, and we've really already, it's just been a month, and we've gotten some families that are coming uh, regularly. Okay. Um, a few families that are coming regularly, and it's just miraculous, and Every little bit is producing a little bit of fruit here or there. Cards a little bit. We have a van with our logo on it a little bit. So, uh, the newspaper called me up and said they wanted me to write a Thanksgiving story. Uh, locally there? Yeah. Really? Oh, blue. that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I didn't know that. Little, that's great. Yeah. Um, 
I have a great Thanksgiving story, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> that, uh, but all these things have been... So when God calls you to do something, we just do it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, and it doesn't even make sense at the time sometimes, but you look back and say, well, I'm really glad I did that. Just like the four years of HBI. Yeah. I, personally, I didn't think it made any sense. Yeah. I thought I knew everything I needed <laughs> to know, and I was ready to go. And I listened to you and your counsel, and you were exactly right. Exactly right. Mm. And... Just do what's right and what's in front of your face at the time. Yeah. Our prayer requests are just that we can continue in the hearing the Holy Spirit and following Him. Right. Rebecca, um, maybe to the ladies who may be listening today, what, what would be some advice that you would give to a woman whose husband is considering ministry or perhaps is called and maybe she's finding a little bit difficult? What, what would you say to her? Sure. Um, I would say, first of all, the things that the Lord has for you, you don't even realize what they are. When we moved into this house, it's smaller, it's not, we don't have as much room, but it's easier to clean. <laughs> you know, there are, there are certain things that, yeah. that you don't even realize, but God already knows right. what is great for you. And I was just reading um, the biography of William Carey. Yeah, great and biography. his wife was very resistant to going to India mm. for years. He would have to fight and say, come, come on, come mm-hmm. on. She was resistant and resistant. And ultimately, she did say she would go. But when she got there, she was not worth very much to him in the ministry. He mm. couldn't even use her for counsel. Mm. So my advice to someone who's in a position where they're reluctant to go along with what God's plan for their husband is, is don't be reluctant. You don't want to be sidelined because you have decided that you want something that God doesn't want for you. Yeah, that's good advice. Well, I, again, I appreciate both of you so very much and I'm grateful for the, the work that God is doing through you and uh, the, the little bit of part that we got to play in that development. Yes, a little bit of part. It was <laughs> everything. Every, right, a gigantic Well, part. I understand that, but that's, you know, I mean, that's really what pastors are supposed to do. Uh, it's interesting, I just uh, was with Jake Gearsmoff, and, uh, and he was, of course, a couple uh, episodes ago, we did an interview with him. And uh, when he got called to ministry, he was here in the Coast Guard. And, uh, you know, he came and had an appointment with me and, and sat down. He thought I'd immediately tell him, get out of the Coast Guard and, you know, go you know go to work for the Lord. And I, I counseled him to stay in the Coast Guard and finish. He only had a little while to go. And I said, man, you know, they, if you get, when you finish, the Coast Guard can pay you to go plan a church because of your retirement. And he listened to that counsel. And he's so glad he did today because it made a world of difference in his ability to get and go do the work. And sometimes, you know, we want the quick fix. You know, I'm, I'm like that. I'm just kind of a microwave mentality. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've got to be patient because there is a process that's involved in, in the work of the Lord in development. You don't take a baby and say, okay, put him behind a car, uh, driver's, uh, you know, steering wheel and say, go drive the car. No, that child has to grow up. And then, you know, we don't throw them out the workforce and earning a full-time living at the age of 16. There's a development. We don't let them get married, although I got married early in life, that it's a different world. I mean, we just, there's a development, there's a process that's involved. And and so for those that are listening today to Labors in the Harvest, you know, don't get impatient. And I know we all believe Jesus is coming today, and we should, but we also have to understand that God has a plan, and God puts a pastor in your life to help you, counsel you. If he's a good, godly man, listen to his counsel. And, uh, you know, he's not the Holy Spirit, but he's certainly an uh, integral uh, part of what God is doing in your heart and your life. And so it's just a, a great joy to see the development of this couple. 
And uh, the fact that now uh, a new church is being planted called River Westlake Baptist Church out of Cleveland Baptist Church. Actually, Cleveland Baptist has started two churches within a couple of weeks of each other out of the church this year during COVID, of all things, right. uh, of all the times and for churches. And <laughs> yeah, and uh, a national election where we still don't have an answer of who the president is. Uh, you know, so again, I'm just I'm saying that you know this is interesting, interesting times, but yet God is still able to do a great work. So we want to thank our listeners for. Uh, tuning in today, being a part of Labors in the Harvest. Please uh, help us and share this uh, information with others. Let them know about this podcast. And uh, we hope that you'll join us again next week for another episode of Labors in the Harvest podcast. This is Kevin Folger, and I want to say thank you again for listening. Thanks for listening. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's podcast. If you've been helped, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Please feel free to leave us a comment and or a rating. If you'd like more information about Kevin Folger, please visit his website, kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us next time with more conversations with Kevin and his guests as they tell their story of being laborers in the harvest.